You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to Thursday on The Rob Carson Show. Still, Mike Opelka sitting in for Rob. Happy to be here. Thrilled to be here. It's an important day. Every day going forward, getting closer to the 2024 elections is an important day, and today is no exception. More important than yesterday. Not quite as important as tomorrow, but so much on our agenda. Of course, we're going to update you on everything that's happening with uh, Israel trying to flatten Hamas. As our Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, is actually performing pretty well, and he's not a guy I have a lot of confidence in. You know, when when the best thing you do is uh, play the blues uh, before before we had seen much out of Tony Blinken. I think it was about two weeks ago. He put out a video of himself uh, shredding, as the cool kids call it. I'm not kidding. Did you know? Did you know our uh, secretary of state was in a band? Uh, yeah, this is Tony Blinken, actually. And I'm using air quotes with my fingers playing the blues. Yeah, how about that? Hoochie Coochie Man, Antony Blinken. And that was my impression of him before today. And I have to tell you, I'm not upset with the Secretary of State. Now, I do wonder what took us four and a half, five days to get a representative of the Biden administration, a top level representative, like a Secretary of State, you know, over to Israel. And I think I know the answer why. And this is going to sound a bit cynical. And if if you want to call me out for being cynical, thank you. And you're welcome to do so. You can you can always call to agree or disagree or bring up an additional point at uh, 800-922-6680. I will entertain opposing points of view. But if you're wrong, I'm, I'm going to tell you and I hopefully will have uh, evidence. So Anthony Blinken is in Israel. And we have to talk about that because the press event that happened with Benjamin Netanyahu today was powerful, really powerful. And there were some really powerful moments that came out of it. But we also have to talk about what's going on here in America, what's going on in Washington, D.C., as it looks like the House is going to have a vote for the Speaker. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but it is now official that Steve Scalise won the nomination of the GOP, of the Republican caucus. It was a close vote, 113 to 99. And he needs 217 votes to get across the finish line. 217. That might be tough. Especially with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene coming out and saying she's not voting for him. Jim Jordan, the guy who lost, said he's going to vote for him. Thomas Massey, congressman from Kentucky, a guy who I consider to be a libertarian, a conservative libertarian, conservatarian, much like I call myself. Thomas Massey has said he has not heard enough that he believes he can vote for Steve Scalise. He has not heard Enough about avoiding another continuing resolution, a CR. 
And maybe that's going on today. Maybe those discussions are happening today. But keep an eye out for this afternoon. There may be news on that front, and we can certainly talk about that. The auto industry took another hit as uh, Ford's biggest, most profitable plant was hit by a strike. And uh, this plant makes the Ford F-150, the pickup trucks. It also makes a couple of other very profitable automobiles for Ford. And um, while, while I've been following it, I'm not in the market for a newer used car at the moment, so I haven't been monitoring car prices. But this is a big stinking deal to the economy. If we don't solve this automotive strike soon, we're going to have another hit to the economy, which certainly can't take any more hits. Bidenomics is already delivering body blows to the economy almost every single day. So a little bit later in the show, we're reaching out to Lauren Fix. She's also known as the car coach. You've seen her on the Weather Channel. She's been on a bunch of news channels. She is, she is a, um, a female race car driver who rates cars and is knee-deep in the automotive industry, and she knows what's going on with the strike. So we will get a, a strike update as, as to what this means. What is the implication of Ford now, which had been kind of off-limits to the UAW? What does this mean? The strike overall hits the economy with a $1.5 billion effect every day. Not every day, I'm sorry, every week. So every week the economy basically doesn't have $1.5 billion kicking around in it. And that's important, especially in the communities where there are plants, where not just cars are made, but tires are manufactured where brake pads are made, where ignitions are made, where muffler systems are made, catalytic, all of those communities, all of those manufacturing workers who are now not able to do their jobs because of the strike. And all the little diners and restaurants and convenience stores and, and liquor stores, all of those operations in those communities are hit as well. This strike is a big stinking deal. And yesterday we talked about it. Yesterday we discussed the fact that uh, the strike has a serious effect on the economies and uh, also will, will pretty much hurt us badly. Badly, badly, badly. Well, we talked to uh, Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street, and um, he knows what's going to happen. If, if the unions win, we're going to have to bail out the car companies because they can't afford the kind of demands that are coming out. Lauren's got the insight, so we'll talk to her about that. It, uh, it's kind of an important day. We also have some sidebar issues as it relates to what's happening with, uh, with the war. I'm calling it a war in Israel. Some sidebar issues. Every member of the NYPD, every cop, basically, has been told to be in uniform and on the streets tomorrow. Because a former Hamas leader has called for uh, a day of action against the infidels, basically. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, that's a little disturbing. And at the same time that's happening, at the same time the NYPD wants every officer in uniform and on the streets, two idiots, two knuckleheads in Brooklyn were walking around pointing fake guns at a synagogue, thinking it was funny, teenagers. And yes, they're arrested. You know the expression, F around and find out. Well, these kids found out. 
So what else do we have going on today? Well, I have some Biden clips that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to be hypercritical of the president. He's, he's got so many problems, cognitive as well as just uh, hurdles ahead of him. And, and yet this is what we have as our leader. This is what the world sees as our leader. Uh, Joe Biden, who, who can't really express himself, even when he has pre-written notes handed to him. He got lost in his remarks yesterday. There, were, there was uh, an event happening where uh, the second gentleman, which is still such a weird thing to say, Kamala's husband, Doug Emhoff, which also sounds like it's, it's inappropriate to say, you know, go Emhoff yourself or something. But Doug Emhoff was um, speaking. He, he apparently is a, a member of the 12 tribes. He apparently is Jewish. And Joe was up there, and he had some pre-established remarks for a predominantly Jewish audience. He got lost in the pre-written remarks. How do you get lost in the pre-written remarks? You don't believe me? You, you, you're thinking I'm just being tough on the guy? I'm being mean? Check it out. And, uh, and uh, I want you to know that uh, I want to thank you as well for uh, all of you as well for working uh, the work you're doing to bring comfort and uh, in this moment of grief for those you're grieving as well. What? Seriously, Joe, is it that tough to say I want to I want to thank you all? Is it that tough? You have the thing written out in front of you on a piece of paper. The little note cards, just like talk show hosts have in case they get lost when they're reading an introduction. Seriously. And we mourn the act, an act uh, you uh, and so many leaders have across the country showing us what thousands of years of Jewish history has shown us. Could somebody please diagram that sentence? If I were back in, in grammar school, the nuns would have me up at the board writing that sentence out, trying to diagram it. And you couldn't. You couldn't diagram that sentence because it is nonsense. He is so challenged at this point. It is elder abuse. It is really troubling. That's not the only one. You think there was only one? No, there were, there were others, like this one. But I, I just, look, I mean. Yeah, Joe? I'll never forget. Well, Joe. I won't go into that. Joe? Anyway, I, I, I just think that. Uh, Joe. If we stay true to our values, but I, I just. It's really distressing. It is really troubling. And yet the backup plan. Is the backup plan any better? Talking about Kamala, of course, Kamala Harris. You realize if if Joe can't finish the race, if Joe can't make it. To November, and I, I doubt his candidacy is going to make it past the new year. I really believe after Thanksgiving they have a family meeting, and they tell Joe it's going to end, son. It's not going to happen. I mean, we got the investigation into the papers, which we have to talk about as well, and that just got even muddier. You got your older brothers embroiled with Hunter. You got your younger brother who's got naked pictures of himself posted on gay dating websites. Yeah, Joe, uh, maybe it's time to step down and not do this thing. 
But as I said, if, if he himself can't make it all the way across the finish line, if Joe Biden is incapable, as, as most of us believe he is incapable to, to finish the job, then we're stuck with you know who. The cackling nincompoop who is a heartbeat away <laughs> from the presidency, the comprehensively incapable Kamala Harris. And maybe I jinxed it yesterday because when I was here yesterday, I said, you know, we haven't seen Kamala in a while. She's kind of disappeared. Did I jinx it? Because sure enough, by saying we haven't seen Kamala, she's back out on her Fight for Freedoms tour, proving what a moron she is. So I'll tell you one of the things about me. So I'm kind of a nerd on certain levels about certain things. So here's one reveal. I love Venn diagrams. (laughs) I love Venn diagrams. I'm telling you, whenever I'm facing like a conflict and I need to sort it out, give me a Venn diagram every day of the week, right? Yeah, maybe a Valium. What is she smoking? Are there edibles in the White House? In the vice president's quarter. I just wonder. Boy, oh boy, we are in trouble. But we have a lot to get to today. So there are some good notes to share with you, and I will share those. And if you want to join the conversation, as I said, you are welcome here. 800-922-6680. It is the Rob Carson Show with Michael Pelka back for one more day right here on the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. My name is Michael Pelka, sitting in and honored to be here, as I said earlier. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken's address, he's, uh, he's bouncing around Israel, doing a couple of important missions. And as I said earlier, I know people might get mad at me for saying this, but I think he sounded credible today. I think he sounded Secretary of State-ish today and god knows we need that at this point and i really want america to be successful mostly i want our americans to come home and not in body bags i i know that sounds harsh but that's really important to us anthony blinken uh this morning when he was standing side by side with benjamin netanyahu gave us an update on the number of americans who are currently uh dead at the hands of Hamas. And of course, we have people who are missing. But here's here's what he said uh, just just about two hours ago. Tragically, the number of innocent lives claimed by Hamas's heinous attacks continues to rise. Among those, we now know that at least 25 American citizens were killed. We joined families in Israel, in the United States, around the world in mourning their immeasurable loss. Yes. Yes, we do. But we also have to get our Americans out of there. And we'll talk about that because there there are some pretty loud voices critiquing the administration for the lack of action. Again, this is day five. Day five. Why did it take so long? It struck me today. And and really, my brain kind of is always grinding to connect dots on situations because you would think that if something happened late Friday night, a war, a terror attack on your best ally in the Middle East, if not around the world, the nation of Israel, you would think that we would have had a quicker response 
And I know everybody's trying to make sure they do the right thing, but we know there are thousands of Americans who visit Israel every year. Christians, Jews, Muslims, it's, it's the Holy Land. So we know that's a, that's a big stinking deal. We probably have a whole bunch of people there. We have lots of dual citizens. Why did it take five days? Why? And I'm telling you that this is, a, this is an administration that is poll dependent. I know Donald Trump regularly would talk about the polls, especially now how he's leading in the polls. But you know that when it comes, when it comes to go time, President Trump would say, I've, I was put here, I was elected because I'm the boss. I was elected to make the decisions, to talk to my people and decide and do. But I'm telling you, this administration is poll dependent. So the number came out yesterday, late yesterday, maybe late in the afternoon yesterday, that uh, the majority of the American people support Israel defending itself on any level to get rid of Hamas. And it sure feels like what happened is that they finally got confirmation. They, this administration, finally got confirmation that, hey, the American people don't, don't like this, and they want Israel to be able to defend themselves. So suddenly, Biden's out making speech. Suddenly, the Secretary of State's on a plane over to Israel. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad we're finally doing something because the rest of the nations that have people in Israel have already started doing it, have already bought, brought planes there to get their people out. Now, yeah, we have an aircraft carrier group not far from the shoreline. We're sending additional military support. We're sending equipment support. That's fine. But it took four and a half days, it took five days. And it's all because these people are poll dependent. They want to make sure that they're doing the popular thing. Well, the popular thing ain't always, ain't always the right thing. Sometimes it's not easy to do the right thing. We waited. And, you know, that's never a good thing, especially in times of trouble when your friends are under attack. Dr. King said, Dr. Martin Luther King said, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. I hope Israel fully accepts that our delay was just to make sure we had everything properly lined up. I've got more to say on this, and there are more clips to play. And you can join the conversation at 800-922-6680. It's Mike Opelka in for Rob Carson, right here on The Rob Carson Show. Hi. 
Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. You can't go wrong with Led Zeppelin. That's just a rule. There's there's no losing with Led Zeppelin. Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson on the Rob Carson Show. Thank you to everybody who's reached out. Uh, quick update. If you need to, you can visit Pure Opelka, O-P-E-L-K-A, no apostrophe. It's, it's not Irish, even though I am. Pureopelka.com and see the stories that attract my attention every morning as well as if you need to reach out and email me. But I'm also on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm on all of those old social media outlets. So you're welcome to reach out if you need to or send me a message as well. 389 days until the presidential election and also obviously the Congress, the House and the Senate have elections. About a third of the Senate is up. 100% of the House is up. And uh, currently, if I were if I were betting, I would say the GOP is at risk to lose the House. But we have a chance to take back the Senate. So it's kind of interesting what's going on in in that area. And we'll follow it. I, I encourage you to get engaged now. 389 days will pass in the blink of an eye. And the 42 days to Thanksgiving. Man. Man, did that come around quickly? And, and I'm a little worried about it right now. Why? Well, um, Minnesota announced a major outbreak of bird flu yesterday. A major outbreak of bird flu that affects turkeys. Now, I love turkey. My wife and I eat turkey probably twice a month. I will do a roast turkey breast because it's just the two of us. But I'll do I'll do turkey and gravy and, and mashed potatoes uh, at least twice a month throughout the year. So this is a problem. Now, 140,000 birds were killed at one farm, according to the Star Tribune in Minnesota, due to an avian influenza, HPAI. I don't know what that means, but. We have an avian influenza outbreak. That's what the AI means. But so uh, they're going to cull some flocks, which means fewer turkeys, fewer turkeys to purchase. 42 days ahead of Thanksgiving. Can you keep a turkey frozen all that time? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, the outbreak is also going to hit turkey farms in other states. This stuff spreads pretty quickly. So maybe make plans for a uh, beef or fish Thanksgiving. Or if you're one of those people who suffers from veganism, I have a brother who is afflicted. And he's a conservative, too. We can't have great conversations because all I see when I see him is kale and tofurkey and all that kind of stuff. But just be aware, there's been a, uh, a major bird flu outbreak reported, so we have to be worried because 42 days from now, it could be a little more expensive than it was last year. But then again, that's Bidenomics, everybody. 
Bidenomics, uh, which we will get into the discussion of the consumer price index numbers that came out today. Yeah, it's not good. But you knew that already, didn't you? I mean, you understood. You understood uh, immediately. Every time you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station. Sure, gas prices have been down a little bit. But what do you think this, this kinetic action, kinetic military action is going to do in, in Israel to the Middle East? What's going to happen? Well, if we had the ability to drill in Anwar or anywhere in this country, things would be not so tense. When Donald Trump left office, gas prices were at least a dollar and 15 cents cheaper than they are today. Considering the fact they've come down about 30 cents in the last two weeks, uh, you got a little bit of a break. But you're still paying over a dollar more a gallon. And don't even talk to me about diesel and let's, let's not even get into it about home heating oil, which is going to be really tough this winter. And then yesterday, we got the news that there was yet another pipeline that was mysteriously damaged, a major pipeline in Europe. And there had been a Russian ship spotted in the area. And I'm putting my finger against my forehead saying, hmm, there are a lot of things to watch. And it feels like we have uh, issue whack-a-mole happening with the, the this situation in Israel we have the now 600 was it 601 days 600 days of um, Russia's war against Ukraine taking Ukraine back it it's weird though because uh, it feels like we've been here before doesn't it it feels like there there was a similar situation going on not that long ago about 10 years ago if I can find the clip, I'll play it for you. But this this reminds me of something that was brought up on, on one of those uh, late-night comedy shows, The Daily Show, when it was funnier and less political, even though it was partially political back then. But forget about the, the late-night shows not being political. They're all political, but they're mostly political against conservatism. And last night, the Fetter Monster... John Fetterman, my friend Richie calls him the Fetter Monster. John Fetterman was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show over there on CBS. It's important to remember that Colbert was languishing in last place among the late night talk show hosts. Last place. He was sucking wind until he went political and went after Donald Trump and went after conservatism and then a hate magnet was engaged, and all of the people on the left tuned into Colbert. And Kimmel joined that party. So if they don't have hate, they don't have anything. They're not funny. But last night, funny happened, and I don't think it was meant to happen. Something funny happened last night on Stephen Colbert's show. I think you should circle the date. 10-11. Funny happened on Stephen Colbert's show. Hmm. Very interesting, isn't it? I I don't know how that happened so rarely that we have to circle the date, but it involved John Fetterman, and he got all dressed up in his shorts and hoodie to appear and then gave us the truth. And I don't think it was planned. You all should need to know that 
America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> now, do we think they're laughing at him or with him? Really, listen to the laughter, because it kind of feels like it rolls like a wave through an audience as people realize, oh, oh, oh maybe he didn't mean that. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we know we have eyes and ears and we see it. But, you know, the people of Pennsylvania chose that guy and all of the stuff he hid over Dr. Oz. So you get the consequences you vote for. Now, there is a rumor going around, a rumor going around, and I know this because I live, like I said yesterday, about six miles from the Pennsylvania border, and I'm in Pennsylvania a lot, mostly Philadelphia. There is a, a very large and somewhat credible rumor out there that uh, the Fetter Monster is going to uh, retire at Christmas. And that would be a big problem. As bad as this guy is, as weird as this guy is, his wife would likely get the appointment to take his, his spot for the next several years because the governor would probably appoint his wife. And his wife is worse than he is. Just keep an eye on that. Uh, circle today's date. It's 10-12. Circle today's date and say, huh, maybe there's something to this. Could it be that the Fetter Monster would uh, step down and the bride of Fetter Monster would take over. Now, interestingly enough, he, he's still claiming that his brain is recovering from the stroke. And anybody who has a stroke as bad as he had a stroke that severely hampered his ability of his brain to process speech and understand what people were saying, and then equally difficult to have the ability to find the words, put them together and say them, they shouldn't be in the Senate, in my opinion. He's got a little device. It's like a little tablet he keeps with him that apparently is able to hear the speech and print it up for him. It's like one of those translation apps that so many cops are being forced to use now around the country because so many people have sneaked into the country illegally. And the police have to carry an app on their phones so that if they encounter a person who doesn't have any English that they can actually speak to them via the uh, the app. But that's kind of what Fettermonster has. But he's he's just so clueless. Or are we the clueless ones? Was he talking about himself? Maybe. I do believe that at a certain point they're all laughing at us. And then we get to laugh at them. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, stories that I have to get to today. Yesterday, Joe Biden claimed he saw the pictures of the de decapitated and uh, burned babies in Israel. Our president basically uh, told a fib, told a lie, has a problem with the truth, whatever you want to say. Uh, Joe Biden tried to say that uh, he saw the pictures. He, he said he never thought he'd live to see pictures of decapitated babies. Well, he, he didn't. He didn't see them. He was told about them. But then again, this is the guy who, when, when he says he's seen or done something, 
it's probably that someone told him about it and he didn't really think of it that way. And he co-opted that. The White House has had to do cleanup on this. President Biden said yesterday he has, quote, seen confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. Now, if you say you've seen confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children, um, the listening audience would presume that you actually saw the pictures. And there were reports that up to 40 babies were butchered in the week. And we know that at least 40 babies were killed. But uh, Joe never saw those photos. Neither the president nor any U.S. officials had seen those images or had independently confirmed reports of beheaded children. None of them. According to the Washington Post, who spoke with a White House spokesperson. Now, today, Antony Blinken has seen those images. And those images are now online. And I don't know how strong your stomach is. But it might not be good to look at them. Do you remember how awful it was to see the beheadings when ISIS was beheading people? Reporters? Military uh, capt- captives. It's un. You're you're unable to unsee them. You're not able to unsee those images. It it is disturbing, and if you see the reports online, there's a uh, a warning you have to click through. I saw the baby pictures today, and even though the heads of the children were smeared out, it is one of the more horrific images I've ever seen. And if you tell Israel to back off the accelerator, then you just, you don't have a heart. You need to go see the wizard. So much more to get to today. Like I said, we have, uh, we have some clips from uh, Netanyahu. We have more from Antony Blinken. Uh, There is more from uh, President Biden stepping in it again, plus an update on the speaker's race. Will we have a speaker of the House? Is that going to happen today? Maybe we'll get an update from D.C. I know the meetings are pretty intense right now. Marjorie Taylor Greene has said some things that are getting a few people angry. I kind of have hope we're going to get this done because after the weekend, I think they're going to go home again. So when are we going to get the budget issue handled? When are we going to get aid to Israel handled? Make something happen, GOP. Do your job, as I was often told in my early days in the workforce. And if you want to join the conversation, you're welcome to. Uh, The number, of course, 800-922-6680. Oh, breaking. Um, Anthony Blinken is going to go to Qatar. He's going to Qatar. Is that to negotiate with Hamas? I've got a question on this one. We'll talk about it just just in minutes. Opelka in for Carson on the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. My name is Mike Opelka, guest hosting. Thank you for being here. I mentioned just before the break that Antony Blinken, our Secretary of State, was going to be flying to Qatar to do what? Well, considering the fact that some of the former Hamas leaders live in luxury, driving their Lamborghinis around the uh, luxury apartments they own in Qatar, 
maybe there's going to be a bit of a negotiation happening. We don't know. But here's what I'd like to know. Is it Qatar? Is it Gutter? Or is it Qatar? Because I've heard all of it. Everywhere you go, you hear a different version. And I really think we need some some uh, executive decision on this. Can we get it pronounced correctly? I don't want to insult somebody. Look, as a kid with the last name Opelka, my name was butchered nine times till Sunday every time I went to a new classroom. Opelka, Opelika, whatever it is. So let's get it right. And maybe somebody out there knows. Maybe, maybe there's a former emir listening. Is it Qatar? Is it Qatar? Is it gutter? That's so many people. No, it's gutter. The other story that we have to keep our eyes on. The left, the very far, far left, the progressives have been saying, you shut off the water and electricity to all of the Palestinians and they have nowhere to go. They have plenty of places they can go. There's a lot of people who love the Palestinians who would welcome them, right? I mean, right next door. Egypt is right next door to Palestine. It would be so simple. All they would have to do is go right there. And again, it's not, it's not that big of a place. It's crowded, yes. But Israel's the size of Delaware. And the Palestinian area, the West Bank, Gaza, it's smaller. So just go to Egypt. Oh, Egypt won't let them in. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? That the Egyptians will not allow the Palestinians to come. Aren't they just being great neighbors? Isn't that just amazing? Isn't that just a typical liberal? Which we have to talk about what's happening in the liberal world. The back, backlash against all the people who are denouncing Israel. And uh, a very interesting bus running around Harvard with the names of all the kids who signed the note denouncing Israel. Oh, we'll explain. It's a pain when it comes home, isn't it? It's Michael Pelka in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, Call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.